This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, December 12, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Among the labor market interventions that Senator Bernie Sanders would implement if elected president, an end to so-called at-will employment. The effects of such a policy, according to Cato's Ryan Bourne, are almost precisely the opposite of what you might hope. First of all, I think we should look at the bigger picture here, which is that Friday's jobs report again highlighted... Um, the underlying strength of the US labor market. You know, unemployment is very low, nearly a 50-year low. The total number of jobs added is kind of crushing expectations. And when you look internationally, the US labor market appears to be performing on most metrics relatively well. So um, looking at that, it then seems surprising that many Democratic presidential candidates are proposing quite radical overhauls of the labor market. And I think one that hasn't got enough attention is the one that you just highlighted, which is that kind of buried away in Bernie Sanders's labor market plans is this idea of doing away with what's described at the moment as at-will employment. And that quite simply means the default um, for most people is the presumption that employers are able to fire you at any time and for any reason of their choosing, just as you as a worker are free to walk away from a job if you choose to. Now, there are some exceptions to that. Um, There are federal protections against uh, termination for discrimination, for example, and many states have additional safeguards, whether that be employers not being able to fire you for complying with public policy, or if they breach their own kind of outlined guidelines for the process of firing you outlined in the employee handbook. So, you know, states do have some protections. But what Bernie is talking about is introducing a national just cause law, where in effect the government would dictate what constitutes a fair layoff and what doesn't. And that means that there'd be the threat of court action and fines potentially for employers found guilty of unjust dismissal. So it puts the burden of uh, proof for why you're firing someone on the employer. And the simple economics here is that Economists have understood for several decades that if you make it more difficult to fire someone, you implicitly make it riskier to hire them in the first place. And so um, looking across countries, some classic studies in the 1980s um, suggested that the fact that it was easier to hire and fire in the US was one of the reasons for a lower uh, sustainable unemployment rate. And that still appears to be borne out by looking at cross-country data. You were talking about employees being able to walk away just as employers can uh, let people go for basically uh, any reason. Um, you know, there are the ex- some of the exceptions to that are simply contracts that employees have with employers to perform certain duties over a given time period. Uh, and uh, there are there are expectations placed on the on the workers as well, uh, keeping them from essentially freely walking away as well. Yeah, there's nothing in a kind of free market economy which prevents uh, employers and employees coming to contracts that kind of circumvent this default. Um, but what Bernie is essentially trying to do is codify improved job security for workers, and and the problem is that security doesn't come for free by, as I say, by making it costlier or riskier to fire people. It also makes it riskier to hire them. Um, And it could make employers, as a result, far less likely to take on workers who are are young or inexperienced, more difficult to um, observe their performance. And indeed, what we see when you look across different states, 
is that the states that have the kind of most stringent exceptions for that kind of implied contract handbook exception that I mentioned, or for um, public policy compliance, even though these are much less stringent exceptions than, than Bernie is proposing, the economic evidence does seem to suggest that these have a negative effect on the employment rate, um, hurting female, younger, less skilled workers, particularly in the short term, but also affecting certain industries too, retail, finance and real estate, or estimated by a, a Rancorp study in the 1990s to have been hardest here. So um, basic economics would suggest here that one way that perhaps firms might adjust to this you know, if it's riskier to take on certain employees, one way that an employer might adjust is to reduce the wages offered to the risky hire so that you're not kind of burdened with as high a fixed cost as, as you might be, given you can't assess the potential performance of that worker. But of course, Bernie is also proposing um, a $15 federal minimum wage and the rollout of collective bargaining across the economy, which makes wages far less flexible than they otherwise would be. So not only is he introducing this kind of mandated provision, which would uh, try to give workers more job security, but at the same time, he's uh, talking about introducing, in effect, wage controls in the economy as well. And when you look at the countries in Europe that have those sort of stringent, inflexible labour markets, they also tend to have very, very high rates of unemployment. Okay, so what countries are those? I'm thinking of, what, Finland? Well, um, certain countries, Sweden, Finland, and Denmark are the obvious ones with kind of just cause laws, as um, as Bernie's outlined. And they do have higher unemployment rates than the US. So the US's unemployment rate at the moment is about 3.5%. Um, in those three countries, it's um, around 7 and and 5, respectively, between 5 and kind of 7%. But other European countries that have broadly inflexible labour markets, so a whole range of kind of wage and and uh, different policies surrounding whether you can hire and fire employees, such as France, Spain and Italy, have much higher rates of unemployment still in France, around 9%. So the experience of the past decade does suggest that although flexible labour markets like the United States can fluctuate quite strongly when a big recession hits in terms of the number of people laid off. You know, the unemployment rate here actually went above Europe for a time after the financial crisis. The ability to hire and fire employees and adjust relatively um, quickly means that over time, the, the kind of structural rate of unemployment is much lower than seen in other countries with very inflexible labour markets. And I think we take that for granted quite often. And it's one thing that's not really discussed when Bernie Sanders is talking about these quite radical plans to overhaul the labour market. How deeply has he actually detailed what the uh, likely effects of his plans are? I know that Elizabeth Warren is sort of famous for having a plan for that, whatever that might be. Uh, but Bernie Sanders seems to just sort of throw these ideas out there and say, here they are, we're going to do this, it's important, end of story. I think that's right. This was a throwaway line that was reported by various media outlets such as Vox, but it doesn't seem that Bernie Sanders has gone into any particular detail as to the sorts of reasons that he would outline why an employer would be able to fire an employee, whether that be for personal or economic reasons. So... You know, we can only speculate to a certain extent, but if you look across states, it's certainly the case that the most stringent, um, ex the states with the most stringent exceptions do appear 
they do appear to have a negative effect on the employment rate. So I think we know that the kind of direction that that this would impact um, the employment performance and hence labour market performance. And one would imagine that certain groups would be affected more than others. So two particular groups, one that I've already mentioned, is kind of young, unskilled workers, um, particularly those that are inexperienced and where it's more likely that it's difficult to actually assess their performance. Hence, you know, it's more difficult to to show and prove that they're not doing their job well as a justification for laying them off. But also one might imagine that some very highly educated workers that give uh, the appearance of being quite litigious um, may actually find that their employment prospects over time are harmed as well because they then become much more risky for a firm to take on relative to a, a kind of at-will labour market as we have today. Ryan Bourne occupies the R. Evan Scharf Chair for the Public Understanding of Economics at the Cato Institute. You too can become a Cato podcast sponsor. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to make a gift today. And thank you.